Even if you do absolutely no functional movement and you're just laying there, it, it, it's almost like you're exercising from the inside out because every time a, a, a blood vessel is expands and contracts, expands and contracts, your, your mind interprets that as some form of exercise and uh, reacts accordingly. So even if you're not doing a, lift, a, a lifting movement or a workout movement, there's still all kinds of benefit to the passive aspect of it. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body, Mind, Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Seem Lund, and today we have two guests from Katsu Global, Stephen Monatones and John Doolittle. Katsu is a form of blood flow moderation training that can mimic heavy weightlifting with lighter loads. It's the most researched and most advanced form of blood flow restriction training in the world, and it's amazing. It's especially useful for promoting recovery, treating certain injuries, as well as just slowing down aging. If you want to get yourself the Katsu bands, then you can use the code SEAM for a 10% discount at katsuglobal.com. But on that, let's begin with the show. Yeah, before we get on to the uh, topics, why don't you... Why don't you guys give us maybe a brief introduction about you guys as well and can I let the listener know which one is which with your voices? Okay, John, why don't you go first and then I'll go second. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. My name's John Doolittle. I, um, I was introduced to Katsu uh, about four years ago while I was active duty in the U.S. Navy. Um, I spent a career uh, working in the SEAL teams, and I got hurt like a lot of guys do uh, on a pretty regular basis. In my last uh, rehab, the guys used, the, the physical therapist used katsu on me. Mm-hmm. And it was the same injury I had had when I was 60 years younger. It was a torn rotator cuff that they repaired. And I was pretty blown away by how quickly my rehab uh, was. It was basically uh, half the time from the same injuries when I was six years younger. So uh, they definitely had my attention. Uh, The job I was working at was in uh, U.S. Special Operations Command. There's a human performance program, and I was overseeing that program. And um, so a lot of the uh, athletic trainers and physical therapists, uh, I worked with them. And that's how I got introduced uh, to Katsu and uh, basically uh, fell in love with the capability and the protocols. Mm. It was more on the rehab side for me. Mm. Yeah, and what was Steven? And, and myself, I was introduced uh, to Katsu and the inventor of Katsu, Dr. Sato, um, in Tokyo in 2001. At the time, I was a, a volunteer coach um, with the USA uh, national swim team. And I had uh, uh, seen athletes in Japan use katsu, and I didn't know what it was. And they introduced me to Dr. Sato. And uh, when, I, when Dr. Sato first used katsu on me, I asked him, uh, two simple questions. I said, um, why isn't this, in, why isn't Katsu known around the world? 
and what can we do to, to introduce it to the world? And he said, well, I don't travel outside of Japan and I don't speak English. Uh, and so I, so we decided then that we should um, form a partnership and start introducing Katsu to the rest of the world. But it took me 13 years um, to understand everything that Dr. Sato was doing. Um, he invited me to Japan four times a year, and I saw him utilize Katsu in hospitals, with sumo wrestlers, with um, professional athletes, with golfers, um, with old people, with people who were comatose, people who were bedridden, uh, people up to the age of 104. Mm-hmm. And all this time, he was explaining in Japanese, and I was documenting everything in English. And when that entire um, mentorship, that training program was over, both he and I decided that we had enough information um, uh, about Katsu in order to properly introduce it to the rest of the world. And and we started in 2014. Mm. So that was my experience and introduction to Katsu. So it looks like both of you had like firsthand experience and uh, then you just got more right into it. Uh, but uh, like maybe what is Katsu in general? Like how do you define it and, uh, and such? Yes, um, there are several steps to, this is Steve, there are several steps to Katsu. The first step is to put pneumatic bands on your arms or your legs. And then when you do that, you actually engorge your limb and blood. So many people see Katsu um, air bands on our arms and legs for the first time, and they assume incorrectly that Katsu is a tourniquet. It's like a blood pressure cuff, and it's keeping blood out of the limbs. However, the opposite is true. We're trying to keep the blood in the arms and the legs, And so that's the first stage. The second stage is when you do slight movement, um, uh, this actually begins a catalyst of events in the body, a natural progression of uh, signals that are sent to the brain, hormones that are released, uh, metabolites that are produced. And that's the second stage of katsu. And this is all while having the bands on your arms and legs. And over the course of Dr. Sato's career, that was supported by cardiologists at the University of Tokyo Hospital, they were his collaborators, Um, they taught me all the different protocols in order to, how tight do you put the bands, how loose do you put on the bands, how long do you put on the bands, for people of all ages and of uh, different, who have different goals. Some people who have goals are athletes, and they want to get bigger, faster, stronger. And some people are injured people, and they just want to uh, help their bone or their muscle or their ligament or their tendon uh, improve or get better. And then some people just want to maintain a nice uh, level of wellness, and they might be people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. So the bands simply are you put them around your arms or legs we put them to a certain pressure for a certain duration and then 
Um, this leads to um, blood being engorged in the limb, all very safely, and you do uh, certain movements, and this leads to a cascade of biochemical reactions in the brain, which then release a variety of hormones and metabolites uh, in the body, and the person will uh, either improve or get better or get faster. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's like the biggest uh, misconception that it's it's not cutting off the blood flow entirely, and it's not uh, you know creating this damage to your body. It's actually increasing uh, blood circulation, and and the cuts itself, it's uh, it's supposed to be like a blood flow moderation instead of blood flow uh, restriction, as I recall. Absolutely correct. Um, and this was very very important uh, for. Uh, people, uh, everyone, uh, from physicians to someone who um, is a physical therapist to a coach. And again, what it looks like with your eye, it absolutely looks like a tourniquet or a blood pressure cuff. Mm -hmm. And in reality, it's exactly the opposite, or it functions the actual opposite. And what we're mm -hmm. trying to do is we keep the blood flow going into the uh, arm or leg, and we modify it or slightly reduce it in very, very uh, short periods of time. We're talking 20 or 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And this leads to, for example, an increase in elasticity of your capillaries and veins. That alone leads to a variety of, of uh, biochemical reactions in the body, all which are very safe and, and healthy. Yeah, like the first time I tried the katsubans, it, it was in uh, in uh, the Biohacker Summit in Toronto, and uh, there I met uh, John as well for the first time. So I definitely felt like a massive uh, pump or massive uh, blood flow just because of using the bands. And uh, you know, you, you didn't even have to use like any weights with it. Uh, the I, I got like this massive uh, hypertrophy response and, and muscle stimulus from just you know doing even like regular biceps curls without the weights and regular push-ups and so on so it's like a very that's like one of the best best parts about it or the unique aspects of it that you can mimic this heavy weight lifting without the actual heavy weights and you can still uh, sufficiently stimulate the muscles towards uh, muscle hypertrophy and uh, and the growth yes that's absolutely true and and that's for a healthy person that's very very convenient and um and very surprising. However, for someone who is wounded or is injured, um, someone who has just uh, come out of surgery, uh, they might be in a wheelchair or they may have a cast on their limb, enabling the body um, to maintain its muscular mass is, <coughs> excuse me, is very, very important um, post-surgery or post-injury. And um, this is something that is um, gradually being understood by the physical therapy and medical markets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, John, like maybe can you walk us through of your uh, injury and uh, how did you use Katsu to uh, recover from it? Sure, Sam, no problem. Um, well, my injury uh, when I first got introduced to it was a full thickness tear supraspinatus uh, rotator cuff. So completely shredded it. They had to go in and uh, re-anchor that, uh, um, that rotator cuff. And what first kind of surprised me was the, 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 where the bands ride on my arm 
the injury is not distal to the band, right? And that I was kind of surprised. Why are the physical therapists using this on me if the injury is not distal of the bands, is not below the bands? And what I learned pretty quickly is um, that that experience that you uh, felt at the show, Sim, when you had that lactic acid uh, response, when you were doing no weights, but you were doing functional movements, um, that's a systemic uh, response. So the body will react uh, to katsu as if it's intense exercise. Mm -hmm. Well, when you do intense exercise, there's a whole metabolic uh, reaction in the body. Your uh, metabolites, your hormones, everything that's associated with intense exercise happens when you're using uh, katsu. And uh, that helps speed up the healing, definitely. And what we've seen uh, in the military and in, um, in the Department of Veterans Affairs with uh, military guys that are getting hurt, anybody that has a neuromuscular pathway that's, that's intact, um, even if the muscle is very, very weak, if there's any neuromuscular pathway intact. If they can move that limb at all, katsu can be very helpful to them mm-hmm. because you can take those muscle fibers that are not, uh, that, that are just barely working and maybe don't have enough strength to, let's say, uh, extend your leg. Let's say you have some sort of injury and you just can't do a full leg extension. When you have katsu on and say you're in the water, uh, you can uh really emphasize those those movements if that makes sense yeah like you know the 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 bands themselves apply like this additional pressure as well like and as i understand the katsu translates into like additional pressure so you're putting this pressure onto your limbs and moderating the blood flow and the body just responds by like you said with this exacerbated response of uh promoting additional blood flow and releasing all these metabolites and uh, hormones that actually promote the healing process. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, what about people who are into more sports performance and and such? They aren't injured, um, and uh, for them, is 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 the katsu and uh, blood flow moderation training also beneficial? Uh, yeah. Well, I, so, go, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to uh, explain that any any sport where you can, any movement where you take existing functional movements and you put the limb in an engorged blood state like that, all the capillary, you, the, Sim, the blood is still moving, right? You're, you're, these are not tourniquets, so everything's engorged. But like we talked about, when, when we're looking at your capillary refill, uh, when we press on the limb, that's distal of the bands, we still see that there's good blood flow. It doesn't stay white when we press on the limb. So anytime the limb is in that state and we're doing any kind of functional movement, we get the uh, response of intense exercise. So now take any, any sport. Um, Let's use swimming as an example. That's kind of what I did growing up. Um, If we put the bands on and we untether, someone 
in uh, the untethered mode because the bands are waterproof. And we put them in the pool and we have them swim just a few laps at moderate speed. That feels like a very, very uh, intense uh, experience. So there's, there, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. First of all, you're getting all the, all the biomarkers that come with intense exercise, right? You're getting your IGF-1, your HGH, all those uh, types of markers from exercise are uh, go up. But there's another piece that's happening too. The, the athlete is working in a high lactate threshold state. Right. So anytime you can have the athlete working in a uh, situation where they're working at a high lactic acid threshold, that is going to be good for them when they're doing uh, when they're doing the actual competition or doing an event. So if I if I put the bands on and I jump in the pool and I do, let's say, uh, eight twenty five at moderate pace, um, that's not very much. That's a very short little swim workout mm-hmm. by the 825 it feels like i'm at the end of a very intense 200 freestyle race mm-hmm. i get that lactic acid response through my whole body that's a really good thing for athletes uh, to get that experience and get that feeling mm. so you know after afterwards you take off the cuffs then the regular exercise is going to be easier just because the body's you know, adapted to a, like a harder workout Yep. Yep. And something else to keep in mind, because you're not uh, pushing heavy weight, like let's say you're using uh, uh, the Katsu leg bands for air squats. Um, Pretty quickly, those air squats will feel like you're pushing pretty significant weight. But in reality, you're not. You're just pushing your body weight. Mm -hmm. Because you're just doing body weight movements, you're not actually tearing down muscle fibers and getting the resulting uh, inflammation that comes with tearing down muscle fibers. The, the, the traditional uh, strength and conditioning model is, uh, what is it, 80% of one rep max mm-hmm. and uh, go to failure, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you go to failure at that type of weight, you're actually injuring muscle, muscle tissue. Uh, and the body needs time to recover from that. And there's definitely an inflammation uh, response. When you use katsu, you're doing, by definition, you're doing light intensity or light load movement. So you're not tearing down uh, muscle fibers. And as a result, you don't have that inflammation response, which means people that use katsu associated with athletics or sports they can definitely do it more often. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think the, uh, you can achieve the same response by doing katsu at, at the intensities of like 20 to 30%. So you can use like only uh, 20 to 30% of your one rep maximum and still uh, f- the body is going to respond as if you're using like, you know, 70 to 80%. And uh, that's yeah, like very beneficial in terms of the uh, actual... Uh, response and uh, you're not like overloading your joints with uh, these you know heavy weights all the time so you can train more frequently as well exactly and if you're if you're an athlete or a competitor that's 
no longer 18, 19, 20 years old, let's say you're in your 30s or 40s or, or even older, let's say you're uh, a baby boomer in your 50s or 60s and you're still involved in sports, um, this, is, this is a way to save the body. You still get the metabolic response of intense exercise, but you're saving that stress and strain on the skeletal system uh, by not pushing heavy weight. Yeah, I think that's a key key aspect with what's going on with Katsu. Yeah, like the the uh, aging population especially would benefit from this because uh, they are losing muscle as they're getting older and they don't get the stimulus for maintaining that muscle. Uh, for instance, like, you know, virtually or like the vast majority of old, older people, they don't really work out with resistance training at all. And it's kind of intimidating for them because they haven't ever done it in their life. Uh, but with things like these simple, you know, these katsu bands, they can easily do it. And they can also reap the benefits uh, a lot. They can like stave off the age area of muscle loss and just improve their general metabolic health and, you know, stave off all, you know, different uh, degenerative diseases. Absolutely, and I think that is the um, that is our real core market. We do a lot with many dozens of different um, athletes. I'm sorry, a lot of athletes in dozens of Olympic sports, from marathon running to 100 meter dash to, as John mentioned, swimming, but also wrestling, boxing, uh, skiing. Um, water polo, volleyball, rugby, etc. And and working with athletes is great with us because we help them improve their performance. In addition, we help them get uh, a higher rate of efficient recovery after a performance or after a very hard workout. But really our core market are uh, what we um, target as aging baby boomers people over the age of 50 who, for various reasons, um, don't want to go to the gym, don't want to work out, or can't for some reason. Um, and we allow them with the katsu bands to literally work out doing anything that they do in the course of their life. They could be typing emails. They could be watching their favorite TV program. They could be washing dishes, folding clothes gardening, walking their dog, all of these activities that they would normally do in the course of their life, uh, they, if they slap on, if they put on the bands, that now becomes metabolically, biochemically, a very, very good, vigorous workout. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like you're saving time as well, in a sense that uh, you can, you know, fold your clothes and uh, do the laundry or do gardening or something else, uh, and while still getting like a good uh, exercise and stimulating the muscles in a beneficial way. Yes, absolutely. That's really good. Uh, I've also seen uh, some research showing that uh, you know BFR and uh, katsu they can uh, promote stem cell proliferation. Is that true? Yes. Um, we have we have not um, uh, publicly uh, promoted this uh, yet. We we ha- we know uh, through our ten years of research at the University of Tokyo Hospital, all the different um, uh, metabolites and and the, the the significant hormonal response that that does occur. Uh, but we um, would like other people. 
uh, in the United States and Europe um, and elsewhere to be conducting this research. So we, so we support um, researchers who are pushing this. And if we look around the world, um, the people who are really um, pushing the envelope, who are really at the forefront of Katsu and its benefits, for example, in the stem cell um, area, remain in Asia. So the Chinese have been looking at this very actively since about 2012. Um, the Brazilians and there are a handful of Americans who are now delving into this um, area. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and as I understand, it's like pretty popular in uh, Japan and uh, Asian countries because, you know, uh, Dr. Sato is also from Tokyo. Yes, and, and I think... Um, the Asian view of uh, remaining healthy um, is, is, is certainly different than it is in the United States, um, where uh, we tend to focus, we meaning Americans, uh, tend to focus more on the pharmaceutical uh, solutions uh, to issues. And the uh, Asian populations have a uh, you know, very long history of of, of Chinese medicine and using different uh, herbs, acupuncture, and what Americans would uh, define as alternative uh, methods. But these alternative method, methods have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And so um, when we introduce something like katsu that is um, very natural, um, there is nothing in katsu that is, um, there's no um, cutting open of the body. There's no um, uh, consumption of pharmaceuticals. It all um, starts your, the process that your body normally does. And this kind of mindset, this kind of approach is very, very acceptable uh, to uh, Japanese, Chinese, um, Korean, and other Asian uh, physicians and physical therapists and consumers. So that's really why the popularity in the Asian countries has increased. Uh, but here in the United States and Europe, um, the more information that we can share directly with consumers, the more and more acceptance um, and awareness of Katsu um, is beginning. Yeah, and I think like the results also speak for themselves. Uh, so Dr. Dr. Sato is like in his seventies, if I'm not mistaken, and he's like really jacked, and he has like massive uh, biceps. So uh, he's definitely looking healthy and doesn't show down any. He he doesn't show any signs of aging compared to like the average person who is in their seventies uh, in the Western world, and they tend to be like really sick. They are on some meds. They are dysfunctional. They don't. They can't really take care of themselves. And I think that that's why the biggest well, the most important uh, things for any person can do for them is to just maintain this functional fitness, uh, especially in their later life. Oh, absolutely. And the, the thing that really impressed me about Dr. Sato, his wife, all of his patients, is how sharp they are mentally and how mobile, how strong, how um, uh, happy they are. You know, when you, you know, I'm 50, uh, going to be 58, uh, a lot of people my age are, are we meet and we often um, complain, my back hurts, my knees hurt, 
my shoulder hurts, etc. And all of the people that I met um, in Japan and China who are, who have who have been doing this for a while, there is zero of those conversations. Um, they they view katsu as part of their lifestyle, and this is a very specific goal of Dr. Sato in order to maintain to be healthy until the day we die. Yeah, yes. It's obviously a very ambitious goal, but when I see Dr. Sato and his colleagues um, in their late 60s, 70s, and 80s, these people are very healthy. They have no problem walking up and down several flights of stairs. They have no problems picking up something heavy. They have no problems um, stretching, um, putting uh, their arms above their shoulders, uh, walking, um, and all the things that we take for granted when we are younger. And so they really, really, um, what we say, uh, walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, they are great examples of the benefits of katsu over your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I myself also use them uh, for, you know, just the regular functionality and even like aesthetics. And you can use it for bodybuilding, uh, especially as well, because the uh, one of the aspects of muscle growth is like the blood flow and maintaining that blood flow. So if you're able to, you know, sustain the blood flow uh, for longer, then it's also going to end up with a great, greater muscle hypertrophy uh, in, in the final result. So that's, that's also like, a, you know, it's not for old people only. It's, uh, it's also for any, anyone who just wants to optimize their physique. Yeah, and that, what I, I'm glad you mentioned, that is very, very important. And as all of societies, um, it doesn't matter where you are, South America, Iceland, um, Singapore, or uh, Estonia, we are all becoming, because of our jobs, uh, more tied to our uh, desks we sit a lot more than we used to. We can do everything on our computer or on our smartphone, and we can tele, uh, telecommunicate. Um, we, um, uh, we have the internet. We have access to all the information. So we are, as a, as a human species, we are sitting a lot more. We are, there is less need for us to be active around the world, any age. Yeah. Um, uh, young kids nowadays, they don't, they're not outside as much as previous generations. Previous generations were riding their bikes and running around and playing games. And now a lot of that activity has been replaced by uh, playing on your smartphone or, or doing things in front of a laptop. And so everybody needs uh, uh, to stimulate the body in order to, A, um, maintain a very healthy mus muscle mass that enables you to do functional movement and B, to have very elastic capillaries and veins. And over the course of one's life, if you can do just those two things, um, you're going to lead a very active, healthy, um, uh, productive life. Yeah. And, uh, w with the help of these kinds of, uh, let's say technology and, uh, I would categorize the katsu bands as a technology uh, because it's, 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 it's not the same as like regular blood flow restriction bands. It actually incorporates uh, the appliance of this pressure as well. And, uh, and you know, you can use, the, you can use those things uh, anywhere at your home even like or in an elevator or even on the airplane. Uh, yeah. Just put the bands on and you can still get a good workout without having to, you know, 
go to your one rep max on the back squat or the bench press. You can do like wriggle push-ups and even like the bicep curls without the weights and still get a, get a good exercise. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Anywhere, anytime, by anyone. Yeah. Uh, John, like what kind of exercises do you use with the cutter bands? So a after uh, spending the career in uh, in the Navy, my body's kind of broken down. So the another benefit of this type of exercise uh, is, is I don't go uh, to, to the gym anymore. I don't push uh, big weights at a gym. I have um, some elastic bands. I have uh, TRX and I have the Katsu. Uh, cycle 2.0 which is our small new device and it just runs in a cycle mode uh, that device is 30 seconds on and five seconds off and each time it releases the pressure it'll come up a little higher in pressure and so what I'll do is I'll put those bands on I'll put the TRX bands hanging from a tree in the backyard and I'll just do some uh, all kinds of movements with TRX bands or any kind of exercise movement that in the past I might have used a lot of weight with and now I use basically no weight or a very light resistance and Sam gone are the days of you know that feeling when you go to the gym and and you do you do uh, chest and you go hard and then your your chest is basically done for the next two or three days right yeah. oh. Or if you do something where you're, uh, uh, where you have a chronic uh, injury or some pain or some kind of orthopedic issue that you've been dealing with for years, I mean, that's me. So every time I go to the gym and push weight, I I'm basically down for a matter of days. So with Katsu, I don't do any of that. I, I just use this cycle mode, that pressure on, pressure off, a little more pressure on, pressure off. And it all happens automatically in the background while I do just very, very simple uh, exercise movements. Mm -hmm. So that's how I exercise, to, to answer your question. Yeah. But in addition to that, and I, I, I don't have them running right now because it makes a little background noise, but just be, right before we started this call, I was doing emails with my arms going through those cycle modes. Mm -hmm. um, so what I've found is there's a lot of, like Stephen was talking about earlier, there's just a lot of day-to-day -day activity that I never thought of as exercise before. Mm -hmm. But now when I'm wearing katsu, they're absolutely exercise and they, and they feel like it. Yeah. You know, you, you try folding laundry with, uh, <laughs> with, with the armbands on and uh, <laughs> yeah. after, after 10 <laughs> minutes of that, you're done. Yeah. It's, it's, a, but, uh, yeah. So my, my workouts have definitely changed as, uh, as a result. Yeah. Like the, I, I do love the unique aspect of the katsu bands of the, um, the katsu cycles, which is this appliance of pressure and it's going to build up eventually. So uh, th that's one of the biggest differences between regular blood flow restriction bands as well. And uh, it, it does like make it easier for you. You can just, you know, even sit there doing nothing and put the katsu cycle on and it's going to start, uh, you know, modifying your blood flow. And it's, 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 it's really feels effective. Yeah, that that passive that passive uh, uh, expansion 
and relaxation of all your vascular tissue that's distal of the bands. Um, there's all kinds of benefits that, that come with that. We, we have plenty of athletes that use that as a warm up before uh, a hard work session. Um, you can think of uh, elite swimmer being in the ready room uh, right before an event and having the bands on in that, that cycle mode, which does, does uh, a lot of things. But it, it, if you just think of all the tissue distal of the band um, being slightly engorged and stretched open for 30 seconds and then released and then stretched open for 30 seconds and released. Think of like a, a uh, for your listeners here, just think, think of like a cold, brand new balloon, right? When you try to blow up that balloon and it's brand new, it's, it, it, it's difficult. If you take that balloon, you stretch it five or 10 times and then try to blow up that balloon, it easily blows up, right? You got that elasticity component. Mm. You're, there, there's a very similar thing going on with your, your vascular system. And the more you can stretch open and relax that vascular system all the way down to the capillaries, the more you can do that, the more vascular elasticity you're, you're going to have. It's almost like a physical stretching that's taking place down at the capillary level. Um, And right after you do that, obviously your, your blood flow is going to be opened up significantly. So right before an event. Yeah. So it's, it's also like the consistency and the frequencies that are important to prevent the stagnation of the, of the blood vessels, so to say. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, even if you do absolutely no functional movement and you're just laying there, it's almost like you're exercising from the inside out because every time a, a blood vessel is expands and contracts, expands and contracts, your, your mind interprets that as some form of exercise and uh, reacts accordingly. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not doing a, lift, a, a lifting movement or a workout movement, there's still all kinds of benefit to the passive aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, running or something, sprinting or something? That's, that's something you should want to avoid. Uh, I wouldn't say avoid it. I would just say it's, it's going to be uh, difficult. Uh, so you can lower uh, the duration and shorten the uh, length. Uh, let, let's just say you're you're doing running, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a sprinter, and you want to increase uh, and you want to increase speed. Uh, when you have the bands on, and you're going through all your full range of motion, you can go through full range of motion at at half speed during the cycle phase. You can go to a threshold pressure or what we call your optimal pressure and go ahead and untether the bands and go at full speed. But what you'll find is uh, if normally you can do 10 100 sprints for your workout, when you have the bands on, you might only be doing five 25 sprints before you're completely done. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there, there, there's a couple of good things happening there, right? You, you here, hold on. I got some background noise. Sorry about that. There's a couple of good things happening there when you um, when you start exercising like that. You're getting the same outcome, 
uh, as if you were doing the 10 100 sprint by only doing a couple 25 sprint, but you're saving that strain on your body as well. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of athletes that utilize the uh, US RPT, I think it's uh, ultra short race pace training. And when you do short race pace training and you have katsu on, uh, you can get the, uh, the same, if not maybe even better outcomes, but save all that excess strain on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to like the heavier weights, then that's, you, you should want to kind of stick to the lower, lower loads in, instead of doing like heavy weights. Yeah. Yeah, one one of the things we run into in uh, in special operations is guys, especially the the, the younger elite athletes, the younger uh, tactical athletes, what we call them, they like to push weight. They 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 don't want to stop pushing weight. Uh, so we let those guys still uh, go heavy if they want, but we we significantly changed their, uh, their human performance profile or their workout profile. So instead of having an hour and a half of pushing heavy, heavy weight, they might have a functional mobility, uh, warm up. Then they might have a section where for 15 minutes they're pushing weight, but then they put the Katsu bands on and they're not pushing heavy weight but their body's reacting as if, as if they are. So they still get that brute strength, push heavy weight. And the younger guys, they want that. I, I understand that. I, I recognize that, uh, you know, the, the, these guys feel a need to be able to do that. And if you're a professional football player, uh, you, you, you need to be able to push heavy weight. But you can, you can really um, – pull back from how much and how often you do that and help protect your body and get a little more longevity out of that athlete. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So saying that people uh, think that always more is better and heavier is better, et cetera, but sometimes it's actually better to kind of have the more of a moderate approach and uh, consistency, so to say. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. We, we, we're so many athletes, nowadays are are over training right and it's that sure. more is better mentality yeah yeah uh steven uh, can you maybe yeah give give some more examples of the medical research uh, done on katsu bands and uh, how can it uh, how can it benefit people beyond you know just uh, muscle growth yeah um before i do that i want to go back on the running portion um, one of the very, very uh, successful approaches to running, especially for triathletes or marathon runners, anybody who's running more, let's say, than 100 or 200 meters, is to use a very low pressure on the bands and then run for a certain uh, either time, duration, it could be one or two minutes, or a certain distance, let's say one kilo- 500 meters or one kilometer at a low pressure. Um, if you add that to your workout uh, and then continue on, take off the band, um, we see a tremendous increase, not only in the ability for, their, uh, for the blood to be going uh, very efficiently to their working muscles, but also for 
lactate to be removed from their muscles quick more quickly. Um, and this actually has um, application in the medical field. Um, and that is what we found um, at the University of Tokyo Hospital. So it didn't matter if it was a um, athlete who was coming in or an older person who had just had a heart attack. Um, we put bands on these people, the Katu bands, very shortly after their uh, surgery and, um, and then allowed them to just simply walk. Katsu walking is our most um, uh, beneficial and easiest thing to do, whether that's done in the hospital or physical therapy clinic or at your home. And what happens when we walk, and this was all the research that was um, uh, uh, achieved or um, uh, done by Dr. Nakajima, mm -hmm. Dr. Marita, and Dr. Sato, is that when you help increase the elasticity of your capillaries and veins, there leads to all kinds of things. Um, for example, um, we documented very clearly an increase in IGF-1, insulin growth factor. We uh, documented uh, nitric oxide uh, increases, uh, endothelial cell increases, and depending on where you are, uh, you know, at, at what stage of your life, uh, young, middle aged, or old, all of these uh, uh, things that we found uh, in our research are very, very helpful. And, um, uh, you know, that research is ongoing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, a lot of it just has to do with uh, both the uh, physical transformation, so to say, that increase in uh, muscle mass and decrease in fat mass, but, but as well, like the blood flow aspect is also very critical, as, we, as we've uh, mentioned already quite frequently. Yeah, and I think one other thing is very, very important. Because katsu in, uh, with low pressures is literally easy to do. A lot of, lot of people, they start physical therapy or they start some kind of uh, recovery program and w once they're discharged from the hospital or they don't go to the physical therapist, um, this becomes difficult for them to repeat. Uh, with Katsu, we, f we found that pe because it's so easy to do and because you don't need high pressures, you know, quite often we go on YouTube or online and, and we see these very healthy young men with huge muscles really working out hard. Well, if you're 25 years old with huge biceps and huge triceps and a big chest and you're, you're a healthy young man, this doesn't have anything to do with an 85-year-old man who hasn't visited a gym in 30 years. And so uh, what, what we try to teach uh, people is you can do this very easily at your home or, or at a physical therapy uh, clinic, et cetera. And then they can repeat it over and over again throughout their life, every day, every week, every month. And this uh, cumulative effect of having, uh, doing katsu, increasing the elasticity of your capillaries and veins, uh, secreting you know, all of the things from IGF-1 to nitric oxide to endothelial cells, 
these are things that are very, very helpful over the course of our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, like definitely the convenience is a huge factor, so to say. Uh, you can put, or you can put a person on any exercise routine, or even a diet program, but it's not going to work if they aren't able to stick to it. So the yeah. adher- adherence is the biggest factor for any kind of uh, transformation and any kind of uh, long-term success. Yes, absolutely. So, so like, and, and, like so how, how would like people? Uh, you know, do they need any specific special training or something like that in order to start using the bands? Um, we've worked actually with Dr. Sato since 2001 in order to make Katsu as safe and easy to use as possible. Uh, there, there still needs to be some uh, education, of course, um, but really our, our newest products, the Katsu the Cycle 2.0, um, we really worked hard to make it very easy for people to learn. Um, uh, we, if anybody has any questions, they can always call or email us. And we do this all day long. Um, they, they can have very specific questions and we can answer or very general questions that we can answer. But really we have um, all of the information that they need to know either on our website or on our blog. Um, we produced a monthly digital magazine with lots of, of examples of people of all ages. So um, they can purchase the equipment. Um, they can read the instructions and, and follow our what we call the um, Path to Specialist program online. Um, and if they still have questions, they're always free to call or email us. Yeah, and uh, the... Uh... There's also like video, video training, training videos about the exercises and uh, all, all those things. Uh, so it's uh, pretty, pretty easy to grasp and uh, quick to learn as well. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are some of the differences between the different bands? So there are like quite a, quite a few of them. Yes. Um, all, you know, what, the good thing is that when we started Katsu, um, I think it was so good that we have now a lot of competitors um, and, and, and that is good. The more competitors we have, um, actually we, we see this as a point of pride um, because we know we, we have done a good thing. Um, we know that as one company, um, we could not service everybody around the world. So we view competition as good, um, but the, number of years that we've been researching this under very strict medical supervision um, uh, leads us to believe that we we really know what we're talking about. Um, Our real goal is to enable people of any age uh, anywhere in the world to do katsu for their benefit. And because of this, our number one goal was safety, Mm -hmm. bar none. We wanted everything associated with Katsu to be safe. And we did that under the supervision of cardiologists, working with people who were cardiac rehab patients. So in other words, people who had heart attacks, people who had a heart bypass surgery, people who had a stroke uh, or clots, et cetera. We did Katsu on them first. And when we did Katsu on them and learned how to keep um, everybody safe 
without any um, issues, um, then we knew that we could help um, you know healthy people and and, and others uh, safe. So I think the biggest difference between uh, Katsu and everybody else is our in entire company focus on safety, and we started with people who had heart attacks. Hmm. Um, and, and we did our research with people who are very, very physically vulnerable. Um, and so we know if, if we could help those kind of people, um, again, following the protocols that were established by Dr. Sato and Dr. Nakajima and Dr. Morita at the University of Tokyo Hospital, that safety is absolutely number one. Um, and it, that means that the, the length of, of our bands, the width of our bands, the amount of pressure, the duration of our pressure, the very, very importance of having pneumatic bands. Um, some people complain to us or have stated, well, your bands are so expensive. Well, they're expensive because they're very, very expensive to make. <laughs> and we wanted to make something that someone could do anywhere, anytime, safely. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we focused on that. So everything we've done in the company uh, starts with safety. Uh, and then the next stage, um, you know, obviously, we want to see benefits, we want to see positive effects. And because we've worked so long with so many people, um, all the way up to the age of 104, um, Olympic athletes, professional athletes, world champions, as well as people who are quadriplegic, or don't have um, legs or don't have arms or um, are comatose. We mm. have learned how to work uh, with all of these people safely. And I think that distinguishes um, Katsu bands uh, with all the other bands out there. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, I can all t tell from my own personal experience that uh, the Katsu cycles themselves, by the, by, you know, the standalone Katsu cycles, they uh, make it worth it, so to say, so that you can get the uh you can get the uh, like the minimal effective response by just using the cotton cycles with the uh additional pressure that you don't you don't really get from like the regular bands uh, that don't have the um the automation yes yeah uh, John, uh, you have kids, so uh, do you ever or have you used the katsubans on your children? And what do you think is like the uh, best or the minimal or the earliest time that you can start using them? Well, uh, that's a that's a great question. When I first met Dr. Sato, we were on a family trip in uh, Tokyo, and uh, my daughter who was uh, nine at the time, uh, is that right? Yeah, she's 12 now. So she was nine and she had just broke her arm three days before we met Dr. Sato. So she had a cast on from her armpit all the way down to her uh, wrist. And um, of course, Dr. Sato, as soon as he saw Meg, uh, that's my daughter, as soon as he saw Meg walk in with this big fiberglass pink cast, he said, ah, <laughs> we must do katsu. <laughs> and I was kind of taken aback a little bit because, you know, Meg is only nine years old. Um, but we, we, we talked through this. Um, it's, a, it's, it, it's so safe, like Stephen was, was saying. I mean, this stuff really 
got its legs with cardiac rehab. I mean, there's, there's, there's no danger to using it on uh, younger kids. Now, of course, that was under Dr. Sato's uh, mentorship and leadership. And what he showed me was that when Meg put the band on and she went through the automated cycle, he had her do an isometric hold in her arm uh, each time that it came up in the cycle. So during uh, that cycle he had set up was 20 seconds on, five seconds off. So for 20 seconds, Meg would do an isometric hold, relax, isometric hold, relax. And um, he told us, do that for the next six weeks while she has the cast on and um, her arm will not shrink. So uh, he he was right. The atrophy aspect, we we did get the you know the typical broken limb six weeks later. Uh, she came out of that cast, and of course she was stiff, but there was no atrophy. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, her up high on her arm that was in the cast actually was a little bit bigger than her other arm, um, which sort of blew me away. But if you think about it, she was doing all this focus isometric holds on her bad arm uh so she was actually in some ways working out her broken arm more than her other arm um that was meg at nine years old uh ryan is uh 15 he's a basketball player and he has uh, no problem with me talking about this he did a podcast uh talking about it um he has jia juvenile idiopathic arthritis uh, there's a lot of inflammation and pain that comes with that um, disease. And uh, Ryan was also shown Katsu by Dr. Sato and has been doing it ever since. Because what Ryan will tell you is when he uses, when he's doing a Katsu cycle, that pain response that comes from the inflammation associated with that type of arthritis, uh, the pain goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, the inflammation is, is up, goes down as, as well. But the big thing for him is pain because, you know, basketball, that's a high demand, lower extremity uh, uh, sport. There's a lot, lot of demand on the on the lower limbs and where he has the most problems with JIA uh, is his his knees and his ankles. Mm -hmm. So he'll spend uh, most of his katsu time is done on his legs in the cycle mode, both when he's shooting in the backyard or when he's doing homework and just elevates his feet and is typing away uh, on his laptop. Yeah. Well, that's, and then that's, our oldest uh, son. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just going to say that's like really fortunate that uh, he has access to this kind of thing, and uh, it's like yeah, very beneficial for these, especially like casts or uh, something related to immobility. Yeah, it's uh, of all three kids we have that. That's been my um, that that's been the one I've enjoyed watching the most is just. Be because of the good outcomes he's having from that arthritis, mm-hmm. uh, and then Sean is a um, uh, he, he was a swimmer for for a while. He's he's the oldest of our three, and he used Katsu as a warm up and a warm down during swimming competitions. So the 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 warm 
the warming down aspect of katsu fascinates me. I, uh, when, when you work your muscles really hard and your tissue uh, it get, gets full of lactate and toxins that are associated with heavy work, katsu is a great way to help flush that lactate out of the tissue because each time the bands go through that automated pressure on, pressure off, when, when the band's inflated, your, your cardiac output the stroke volume of your heart has to increase to keep the blood moving past the bands. And then the bands go through this rapid, complete depressurization. Well, as soon as that happens, everything distal of the bands that was just stretched wide open, you now have your heart pumping that much harder and you get this almost flushing sensation of uh, lactate out of the muscle tissue. So there's a lot of athletes that use katsu to recover immediately after heavy work. And that's what Sean used it for a lot mm-hmm. in, um, in the sport of swimming. So it's a, it's a family affair. My wife uses it too. We'll, uh, we'll be working in the kitchen and we'll have <laughs> leg bands on and then we'll, we'll untether and we'll take the dogs for a walk and there's our leg workout for the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, like the, you know, recovery aspect is also that that's the way I use it. Like I still do regular uh, weightlifting and regular calisthenics, uh, but I use the bands for uh, like rest days as well as uh, maybe finishing off some uh, muscle groups for like recovery and such. So it's, yeah, like really multifaceted in the way that you can use it. And it's, I think, yeah, it's a really amazing uh, invention, so to say. So it's, uh, it's worthwhile to also mention like how did Dr. Sato uh, discover <laughs> the use of these things? Maybe Stephen can uh, elaborate on the story. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite interesting. Dr. Sato um, always had a interest in in actually first powerlifting and then later um, uh, bodybuilding, and so he was always interested in in weight training in order to support his uh, powerlifting. Um, uh, you know, career. And um, one day he was um, actually in a uh, Buddhist temple and he was kneeling down. So he was sitting on, um, sitting on his ankles and knees and he felt his calf because it felt like it was tightening up. But then when he felt his calf, um, the calf muscle was actually just as um, uh, pumped as it is when he would be doing regular uh, heel raises. Or, or squat, he thought that the blood keeping out of the limb, out of his legs, because the way they sit when they sit on their um, ankles, um, that was leading to muscle hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. However, when he did more and more research and, and, was, and thought about it more deeply, um, he realized that he was, he was actually keeping the blood in um, the lower leg. And so he literally started to test by putting bicycle tires and other elastic um, bands around his arms, his legs, his head, his torso, his chest. Um, He would put two bands on, three bands on. um, And over the course of literally seven years, documenting every possible thing, he realized that that Katsu, um, based on sitting down on his ankles, was a form of keeping blood in the limbs. 
And once he figured out that, then it was a matter of time, another uh, anywhere from, you know, another decade, another 10 years when he was trying to figure out what is the optimal way to build muscle, what is the optimal way to gain aerobic endurance, what is the optimal way to um, help, let's say, a broken bone heal itself. And that continued for another 10 to 12 years. And then um, he was able to get his colleagues at the University of Tokyo Hospital to do formal research on that. And um, one of his colleagues was an exercise uh, physiologist, uh, Dr. Ishii, who wrote the first uh, peer-reviewed published paper. I think that was in 1996 based on uh, other work that they had done uh, around 1993. So Dr. Sato invented katsu in a Buddhist temple, or at least the inspiration came to him in the 1960s. He experimented on himself until about the mid-1970s, and then he continued uh, experimenting um, once he figured out that um, blood blood limb engorgement was the goal. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, and then in the 90s, he began formal research at the University of Tokyo Hospital, and then in the, uh, starting at, in 2004, he started to work with the cardiologists, um, with the uh, heart attack survivors and heart bypass uh, surgery patients for 10 years, and that, during that 10-year period, he was uh, training me and others how to do katsu properly, and and that um, is the basis of all the protocols that we currently use mm-hmm. now with katsu. Yeah, it's uh, so it's almost like uh, Newton's apple story that uh, he kind of got this idea out of nowhere and uh, kind of went with it. <laughs> it's very good, yeah. <laughs> good, yeah, fortunate, fortunate, fortunate situation. And yeah, like the, I, I would imagine that the. Uh, world is uh, greatly indebted to this kind of a discovery because I, I I I see like a massive value for especially like the aging population as well as any like rehab and any injury treatment. So yeah, it's an amazing thing. Uh, so uh, we're gonna start wrapping up the podcast as well. So before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you guys and uh, your work? Yes, uh, people can go to uh, Katsu. Uh, the Katsu website, that's K-A-A-T-S-U dash global.com. So K-A-A-T-S-U dash global.com. You can go there. You can um, uh, also go to katsublog.com. That's K-A-A-T-S-U blog.com. Or you could just write us. Um, uh, email us and uh, we'll send you out uh, some free magazines and and that will show you all kinds of examples and testimonials of people from around the world who have used katsu awesome that's good and uh, i'm gonna put all the links in the show notes and uh, if i'm not mistaken yeah then they can use my also affiliate link with a code where they can get like 10 percent off so it's good um my last question is, uh, what's this one piece of advice or habit you wish you adopted sooner? Oh, I wish I, wish I would have done, <laughs> been able to use and know katsu when I was an athlete myself. <laughs> I mean, that is, you know, I would have used it as a warm-up. 
I would have used it in the course of my training and I would have used it as recovery. You know, I, unfortunately I was, uh, you know, um, in my late thirties when I, when I was introduced to Dr. Sato, I wish I would have been introduced to him in my teenage years. Hmm. What about you, John? Uh, I wish I would have had access to this when I was doing all the traveling that I was doing in the SEAL teams. I mean, you, you do all this training when you do that kind of work and none of the training or very little of the training is at home station. So you're almost always on the go. And if you're not training, then you're away on deployment. And what we found is it, it's very cumbersome to bring uh, a lot of workout uh, equipment on a deployment or on a training trip with all the bumper plates and the rowers and yeah. all the, the equipment that comes with that. As a matter of fact, a, a sealed platoon uh, will have two full pallets, full aircraft pallets, full of exercise equipment. <laughs> and knowing what I know now, uh, I, I mean, honestly, what fits in half of my little knapsack, my backpack, is all I need. Uh, to sustain uh, and even have physical improvement. So the, I, I, w I wish I had this early on in my career uh, in the Navy. I definitely could have used it, but I'm yeah. glad to have it now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so easy to travel with. Like literally, you can just you can just even you know at the gym or at the hotels, they they're very notorious for having like bad exercise equipment and uh, very light loads. So with with the cutter bands, it doesn't matter because you can just use the light loads and still get a good workout. So it's an amazing traveling uh, tra traveling tool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks guys for coming to the podcast, and uh, yeah, looking forward to more future research as well as uh, spreading the uh, use of this um, amazing device. Thank you very much. Yeah. And continue Great, Tim, thank you. All right, that's it for this episode. As a reminder, I want to tell you if you want to get the Katsu bands, then use the code C for a 10% discount. The bands are quite amazing and it's definitely something that I use basically every day for both muscle hypertrophy as well as just increasing recovery and blood flow. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of these things. That's it for this episode. My name is Seam. Stay tuned for the next one. Stay empowered.